Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Am I supposed to talk here? I think so. You're, you're back in the saddle again, so I believe this is where you say good morning. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Anthony. How are you this morning? I'm good. Welcome back to me. Yes. Back in Tennessee. Back in the saddle. All right. This is cool, man. I like this. I like we got we got new 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 gadgets, new toys. Yeah, a lot of new Bright toys. Things that I don't understand yet. Well, we'll figure them out. It beats me beats the uh if you notice on every the last few uh Facebook lives we've done, my head has been down every time and I've just been scratching things out. I've been writing following the log cuz we didn't have a uh a log for the uh stack in the uh now you're, studio. Talk, now you're talking technical stuff. Yeah. All right, basically, I need to know when we need to we go. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, basically, I need to know how many how many commercials we have, when we go, who, what, where, when, how, why. Yeah. So, so now it's in front of us, like now, it's supposed to be. Yes. Now. All is good. Man, it's been a good week. For you, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've been, uh, I have been on the road again. Uh, New Orleans last week. Mm-hmm. Went down to the French Quarter on Sunday. Oh, very nice. At that, uh, ate at a at a place on the French Quarter that was not cheap. Well, uh, let me ask this: What place on the French Quarter is cheap? You know, I don't know. I don't go to the French Quarter often. Uh, it's really not my scene. But uh, I did go. Uh, and what was the name of that place? Anyway, it was it was it was it was fun. It was good food. No, oh, I'm sure. I had. What did I have too? I had fish of some kind. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of the... You know, just between you and me and the fence post, I mean, I know you like hunting deer and eating deer, and I know you're, you, you know, you're, you enjoy the the hunt, and you enjoy the, the harvest from the hunt, but you could be like a pescatarian and just be totally I happy. I could. I mean, you could eat vegetables and fish, and you'd just be great with life. Yes. I agree. Uh, God, what was the name of that place? Um, Did they have big nets? Have what? Big nets, beignets. If it, it's beignets, it's spelled big. Okay. 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 Um. God. <laughs> you messed with me now. Sorry. That's all right. We got a lot to cover. We do. Uh, in the second hour at six o'clock, we're going to have a guest showing up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't brave enough to show up at five o'clock. That's Brian Pendergrass is coming in for the fly fishing film tour. Which is going to be uh, a hoot. It will be. Uh, really some great films out there again. Uh, then we've got... Um, going to talk a little bit about Louisiana red fishing, mm-hmm. which I had a ball doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got some other stuff. And then uh, it's... You know what? Next week is smoke pole season. It is. I saw some uh, some friends getting ready for... Uh, for... Uh, Smoking, smoking with the muzzle loaders. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know. It's just that time of the year, and the weather's changed. It's Thank goodness. Cool. So uh, finally, uh, just came back from the TWRA commission meeting, and absolutely nothing happened. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that just 
there was not a lot going on. Well, it was probably a low month anyway. For you know, I mean, the season's already set. Everything's good. I mean, unless yep. you, unless somebody's got a specific issue that got tabled, you know, you know. Other than that, no. I, I you know, some meetings are more productive than others. That's just the way. Well, this was productive. We did it in one day, which is a rarity. Mm-hmm. With commission and committee day, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, y'all were up in Nashville. Actually, didn't have a committee day. We had a meeting. Uh, we we got a steal, and you're going to see this in your world. We have hired from Georgia the lady that was in charge of their social media R3. They're in charge of their R3, which is recruitment, retention, reactivation. And it's a huge thing in the industry right now is R3. Uh, going out and getting new people, reactivating people uh, that have been absent for a while, and then also retaining the people that are already stakeholders. And it's a very complicated process. And this this lady is, is, is pretty amazing. She actually came and presented to us in uh, December of last year what Georgia has been doing with their R3 program. And we've now hired her. <laughs> oh, good for us. I told um, I told Director Carter, I said, you cannot let her go ever do a presentation for anybody again. There you go. And she really, she is good. And, and, and the numbers that they turned around is just amazing. And we're already seeing it. We had implemented some things. Um, perfect example is 86,000 of our hunters and fishermen are now set up to auto-renew. So there is no lapse. They just automatically renew. Right. That's huge. That is. And I think that, you know, no offense to our southern neighbors in Georgia, they've, if, if I'm not mistaken, they get state funding, but bringing somebody in here like that to help the TWRA, who is user fee driven and gets very few state funds when you talk about the r3 project it, it it makes a bigger impact on us because we're not getting the funding so anything we can do to get the name of the twra out there to encourage people to hunt and fish to encourage people to ren- auto renew to encourage people to engage in social media all of that i think is is a win-win for us simply because you know we're trying to get our our base, our our users, because they're the ones who pay the fees. We don't get that state funding like the majority of states do, and I think that's something that uh, you know other, that that people need to know about Tennessee. You know that again, we are pretty much user funded. So, absolutely, uh, we are user funded, and there's a couple of things that are coming out. And, and as, as everybody knows, I'm I'm a, I'm a financial person. And so, and I am chairman of the budget committee for Tennessee Wildlife Fish Commission. All right. So, paying attention to the dollars and stuff is something I'm, I do. One of the things that's really kind of interesting and that we're seeing is the um, funding from Pittman is way off. Why? That's the money that comes from taxes on ammo, firearms, and sporting equipment that's used in the hunting. Right. 
President Trump was elected, the threat to firearms went away. Sales have dropped gotcha. significantly. I'm with you now. Okay, you're not hoarders. Your hoarders aren't hoarding ammo. Your people aren't buying guns every chance they get with every free dime they have. It's amazing. And so, consequently, the the Pittman funds are going down, which is affecting all the the 50 states because the way that works is money all gets thrown in a big pot and then it's reallocated out to the states based on some kind of formula. Well, because the funds are way down, um, the people aren't buying, so it's all your fault. If you're not go- you're not buying guns, it's all your fault. Oh, there you are. But I also think that um, at first I didn't understand this and I disagreed with it, but once a very knowledgeable person explained it to me, I understood because I was one of those people who was of the mindset that I want a fishing license, and I only want a fishing license. Why are you counting me as a hunter? I don't hunt. I did that for most of my lifetime, and I've gone back, and I've shown you, uh, when you look at my license history, prior to, I think it was 2012, all I ever bought was a hunting-fishing combo, which I was upset about because I was paying for a part of a license I did not use and would not use and never used, right. and a trout stamp, and that's all I ever bought. In 2012, I started buying the sportsman's license because I started getting into the hunting and outdoor field, and I will buy a sportsman's license every time now because I now know the benefit, A, the benefits of a sportsman's license, and B, it's more cost-effective for everything I do now, Right. having moved into the hunting realm. But I was one of those people who was upset that I was being counted as a hunter. But looking back on it, when I got explained, if you count me as a hunter and an angler, you get more Pittman dollars for the state. And that's a good thing. Correct. I have no problem with that. But nobody ever explained that to me. We get, um, and I don't remember the exact, like I said, it's a complicated formula. We get $8 for hunters and $4 for fishing. So So counting me as both. I get twelve bucks because right. you have a hunting fishing license, right? Um, so and financially that makes sense, and it and, and I understand that now. But right. the reason I was upset is nobody explained it to me, and I was sitting there saying, "Well, I'm you know, if I knew the money went to the state in general, that's fine." But I was like, "Why are you charging me for something that I do not use and will right. never use?" Yeah, and, and it is it is a, a a complicated thing, and 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 I can I can assure you. A hundred million dollar budget is gets really complicated when you look at the funding. Wow! Uh, but again, and I will say this, and this is something I was actually—you know how my mind works. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about a public service announcement as I was driving in uh, to p- come over to pick you up this morning uh, of of what kind of needs to be said. But with the exception of the two and a half million dollars we're getting now from the um, gas tax. Fuel gas tax at the docks. Marine fuel tax. We get no funding we get no funding except from um, from the state except that. Mm I I think a PSA would be good and I, I mean most people don't know. I mean, oh, I know, I know. And I mean, I, had I not done this show with you and, and been around commissioners and, and gotten more into the, I don't want to say the ins and outs, but I mean the understanding of 
you know, I actually read all the stuff in the game laws so I would be up to date and all that. But then I started delving a little bit deeper and saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, uh, who's paying for this? Oh, wait, I am. Who's paying for this and getting benefits? They are, but they're not paying for it, i.e., and I'm not picking on my friends. I'm not picking on y'all. All my kayak and canoe friends, y'all get to use the ramps, but you're not paying for them unless you register your craft. And you're not registering your craft because it doesn't have an engine. I got it, but you're reaping the benefits without putting into the system. Right. So, anyway, you know, that's just where I was coming from. But cool. I think, you know, a lot of this financial issue could be addressed in a PSA. Well, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, I had a good time, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And we're going to talk about some fishing that I did. Awesome. Since I'm the hunter, I want to know about fishing. All right. I'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. There's a chill in the air. Campfires are burning. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Babies has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Babies can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Babies Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Fertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Hicks and Pike. Don has steaks such as T-Bone, Porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. There we go. I hear me now. That's a good thing. I, I'm going to have to learn this new stack. It's too colorful. Before we had green and red. No, we had green. It was just green. If you say so. I don't remember. You're, no, you're taking color directions from the colorblind guy. Right. I realize that. Okay. That's why I say if you say so. All right. So I'm, I, <laughs> I'm way overloaded here technology. All right. So let's talk about fishing. All right. Went to... No- New Orleans. All right. And um, we were fishing out of a little town, which you were going to look up because I can't remember. Okay. It begins with a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, uh, I, I almost want to say Baklava, <laughs> but it's not it. Uh, it's uh, you're, you're, you're having a Greek uh, thing here. Uh, Batavaria. Bar- See, I, I was close. Yeah. You no, know, you were. Batavaria. Batavaria, Louisiana. Yeah. So this house, uh, it was bourgeois fishing charters. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is a a fish camp, which is kind of a, a cool fish camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're looking at the, their website, which is neworleansfishing.com. Uh, I thought the thing, 
was extremely reasonable. It was $450 a day. Okay? That included lodging, uh, fish camp lodging. We had a bedroom with five beds in it, three bunk beds, and two uh, full-size beds, I guess is what it was. Uh, And each bedroom had a bathroom, which was kind of cool. There were five of those bedrooms that would sleep five people each. Then they had more rooms up top on the second floor that slept, um, I guess it was a couple people each in those rooms. And there were, the first night there, there were about 30 of us in camp. Wow. Yeah, it's a big operation. And so you have the fishing charters, and then you have the, um, they also, uh, we'll get back to that in a second. So anyway, so we were there, and uh, it's 450 includes lodging, three hot meals a day, all the soft drinks and water you can, you can, uh, you can pour in you. Uh, snacks, whatever you want. I mean, they had just plethora of snacks laying around. Uh, and then they fixed you a sandwich and snacks to take out on the, the boat. Um, they did it all. Wasn't a muffaletta out there, was it? Was not. Um, it was not a muffaletta. Right. You had yeah, yeah. And and they're smart. They they what they do is they come down and they take your name. They put the captain you're with, mm-hmm. and then they, they give you an order sheet, and you fill it out. It's almost like filling out for room service. Okay. And you get a choice of a wrap or a sandwich, three different kinds of bread, two or three different kinds of meat, cheeses, and mayonnaise, mustard, Cajun something, just all kinds of stuff. And that was pretty much how it went. Uh, so anyway, so again, you, you left it. So the way it worked is at 5.30 in the morning, they started serving breakfast, and it was a full sit-down breakfast. One morning we had, um, what did we have? We had um, blueberry pancakes one morning, and then one morning we had uh, uh, sausage and gravy and eggs and all that stuff, hash browns. So, I mean, it was it was a great meal. Uh, then we you got on a boat at 6.30 and took off, went out and you fished, came in about 2.00. Uh, when you got back, they they had hot lunch ready for you. Oh, nice! And uh, so you come in, you sit down, and they will uh, bring you uh, a hot lunch. And then about five thirty to six o'clock, they serve you dinner. And it's again a hot dinner. One night we had uh, uh, we had gumbo as a starter. Oh Lord! Uh, blackened redfish that was grilled, Ugh. and uh, red beans and rice. And I forgot what the dessert was. I'm, you know, I'm not really big in desserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second night there, we had um, um, shrimp etouffee and shrimp alfredo. Maybe that. Maybe they were in two different nights. I don't remember. But anyway, it was just God. It was awesome. It was good stuff. I'm looking at a picture from your personal Facebook page. And, yeah, and if you want to follow him, it's just Tony Sanders, and you can find him everywhere. Holding a really nice redfish there, buddy. Yeah, that was uh, that. We didn't catch any big redfish. None of them were on the on above the slot. The slot is sixteen to twenty seven inches. Mm-hmm. That one right there was right at twenty six, twenty five or twenty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably the biggest one I caught. 
Um, Bet you pulled like a mule. Oh man, it was. <laughs> I was. I was. I I had in my head I was winning the pot for big fish. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no doubt, but um, I didn't. But it it was it was unbelievable. It was a fun fight. You can see where we were fishing. That was the captain. On, that was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they all had pretty much the same thing: twenty two, twenty three foot. Um, whatever you want to call those skiffs. Well, it was not really a skiff. I didn't think of it as a skiff. I thought of it more as a like a flats boat or yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, and they but they were nice, and I mean it was. Is that a trolling motor he's putting down behind you? Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't yes. know if they pulled you along or. Yeah. No, it was a trolling motor, and we caught a lot of fish. Yeah, I'm looking at all these. I'm looking at a table o fish on your Facebook page, like a literal table o fish. Got some speckled trout. Got some sheephead. Got some black drum. Got a couple of flounder. Yep. Uh, got a lot of redfish. Yep. Some, was it was a trout in there at that time? Yeah, there's a there's a trout there, and that appears to be a speckled trout, right? Those two right there. There was um, the guy on my left. There is Doctor Cook. He's a chairman, mm-hmm. and he and Bill Swan, the their guide. What he did was he went out and um, caught. They caught like twenty five trout. Wow! Then they went red fishing. Now that's the way to do it, right there. It was, uh, and we tried that on the day. The first day was awesome. Uh, the weather was nice and sunny, and uh, I, got, I definitely got some sun. Uh, the second day was not as nice. The wind was blowing extremely rough. Um, we were probably in. 25 30 knot gust it was not conducive for 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 casting no doubt i, I literally <laughs> there there was one cast i made i was trying to get to this spot <laughs> i know where this is going but go ahead i was trying to get to this one spot that i wanted which was right on, you know we're red fishing so we're fishing up against the bank right so there's this grassy point that comes off this area and we can see the redfish in there mm-hmm. so we're trying to get to them and I kept casting, and it kept missing. So I finally cast at a roughly 2.30 to land at 11. Right. And it was, it was funny because we were – basically, we were throwing um, – we were fishing with two different things. We were fishing with some kind of grub that was kind of a sartreuse thing. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the brand now probably wouldn't say if i did know but uh and then or shrimp we were fishing with one too both but we had we had a big floater on there and it was it was a huge floater nothing like a sail yeah <laughs> not very aerodynamic shall no, we say there was nothing aerodynamic i mean we were literally i the best cast i was making was taking the rod tip and holding down near the water and throwing under the wind right Right. And it just didn't work well. I I have been there. We all, any good fisherman has been there. You aim at a target and then you adjust windage accordingly, depending on the thirty-five to forty mile an hour gusts. Right. So you 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 add the windage in there and think, okay, like you said, if I want to if I want to hit it at eleven, I'm aiming at two thirty. So that's crazy. Oh yeah, but I'm looking at your haul of fish here. Uh, that was a great haul. I hope you brought some home. Uh, I did. I don't know if that's your way of asking. 
Uh, pretty uh, much. That was a polite way of asking, hey, uh, I didn't get to go red fishing because I'm the fisherman and had to do the Tony Sanders outdoor show while Tony Sanders was out fishing. Uh, a fillet would be appreciated. Well, I'm just I'm just throwing that out. Go, there. go back. To, I, I love that sign there. Which sign? That one right there. Uh, there's a sign up here with a skull and crossbones with a knife clenched in his teeth, a patch over its eye, and a pirate bandana on. It says weekend forecast: mostly drunk with a chance of fishing. Pretty much. <laughs> I like that. It was uh, that that was the dining area that was hanging actually right above the coffee. Coffee is right below that. Uh, other pirate sign there that says pirates for hire i like uh, it so i like your shirt the shirt you bought too it's got the uh fleur-de-lis yep. with a redfish a uh, flounder and a speckled trout right that that's a cool fleur-de-lis yep the um and the airplane and they do they they do they do um they do duck they do cast and blast they do uh nice uh they do all kinds of stuff it was it was an awesome trip um and I'm I'm actually trying to figure out how to get back because I thought it was well, I it, thought it was extremely reasonably priced. Okay. Um, the go the, well you don't have to go the airplane. Yeah. That's on the shirt and I think I took a picture of it. They will actually fly you out uh, to fish um, at the some islands. Chandelier. Chandelier Islands. Yes. And three of our guys did that. They flew out there. Uh, it's about six hundred bucks for that trip, just for that trip. Uh, they said it was pretty cool because what you do is you fly in and you kind of spot where the redfish are. Then you land and you start walking to the redfish to catch them. Okay, that's cool. That, I'm sorry, I, that I is agree. cool as heck. That, I agree. That is cool. But uh, that's cool. You know the the. There is there is parts of uh, you know you got to be prepared. They actually had a pretty hard time getting back in because the weather moved in um, with them, and um, their their alternative plan was to land out at the duck blind and spend the night at the duck blind, or have somebody come out and get them in a boat if they couldn't got back in. If they couldn't get back into the because he's literally landing in the canal that the right. camp is on. And then they pull the plane up to the hangar. Uh, so it was... You being a pilot, I'm surprised... A, I'm surprised you really didn't take advantage of that. And B, I'm surprised you didn't volunteer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I but, just... But how many... Let me let me go ahead and ask this. I know you're a pilot, but how many water landings have you actually done? Quite a few. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair When enough. I was in Alaska, I learned... I actually added a, a float plane certificate onto my pilot's license... Okay, but I, I was flying. Uh, I was working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife while I was in Alaska, mm. and U.S. Fish and Wildlife had a float plane. And every Friday morning at at seven o'clock, we would fly out to the oil spill. And it, and for those of you who hadn't heard the story, I was in Alaska during 1989 during the oil spill. So they would fly us out to the yacht that they were was using as their headquarters out in the oil spill. So we would literally fly out to the yacht and and do work out at the yacht and then fly back. So okay, no, I got, that makes sense. I got I, I, quite a few, more than you probably realize. Well, is that a is that a beaver? No, actually, it's a Cessna two hundred six. Okay, I'm used. To, I guess I'm. Used to... I, I was too, but no, it's a two hundred six. Okay, Fair all enough. right. I hear the music. 
that mean I hear the music. That means we gotta go pay a bill. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back to be part of the show. 267-1023, 267-1023. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. You don't see one you want? Go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Having fun this Saturday morning. Kind of good to be back in the in the saddle. It was good to be fishing. I'm sure you enjoyed the break. I did. I did enjoy I mean, the fishing. Now it's hunting season. I'm ready to go hunting now. Well, no, it's both. It's not just hunting. See, that's where you that's where I have a problem. You have two seasons in your life, hunting and not hunting. And not hunting is thinking about hunting, getting ready for hunting, and then you go hunting during hunting season. You can actually fish during hunting season. You, you can, can. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, got a question I'll, I'll answer online as well. This is from John uh, on our website. Morning, John. Uh, this this might be a – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this to you. Right. Okay. Because I have a lifetime license, so I don't even think about hunting license. Okay. okay? So we have what is the benefit of a sportsman's license other than financial benefit to me? Well, uh, other than the financial benefit, if you hunt, then you get to put in for any. You get to put in for the elk draw for free. You get to put in for any uh, managed hunt. You don't have to pay a fee to put into a. If you want to go to AEDC, Presidents Island, or any of the WMA hunts, you can put in for those for free. You don't have to buy any tags. Let's say you deer hunt and you get in and your buddy at the deer camp is talking about how great bear hunting is and you think hey i'll go bear hunting with him you don't have to buy a separate bear tag you don't have to buy any separate tags everything is taken care of from a fishing aspect you don't have to worry about a teleco daily permit you don't have to worry about a gatlinburg daily permit all right see now you're 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 engineering it all right you don't have to worry about permits thank you okay fair enough god i'm just saying hey that's really good sausage let me tell you how to make it (laughs) All right. So, all right. All right. Number one, and, and, and John, I'll, I'll just say this because I'm a financial guy. You can't overlook the financial benefit. Uh, you need to look at the combinations of what you do. Uh, and then it uh, becomes, typically it becomes financially feasible to buy the sportsman's license if you do about three or four things. Uh, specifically, if you hunt two or three different large, if you hunt deer with, uh, or any of the four large game with archery and uh, muzzleloader or rifle or, or any combination of a couple of those, 
then it start it starts adding up pretty quick. So there is a financial benefit. The second part of it, and to me, the reason I bought it before I bought the lifetime sportsman's license was I don't have to worry about it. Whether I want to go fishing at Teleco, whether I want to put in for hunts, I don't have to worry about anything. I just do it. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is, it's a convenience thing. So there is a convenience factor there uh, for buying it. Uh, and then there is a financial factor if you are someone who avails themselves to so many of the um, the outdoor opportunities that we have in Tennessee. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I do it, I, knowing I'm covered for everything. Right. And I, I like the non-worry factor, as I call it. I'm good to go, no matter where I am. And that's the reason I did it for years. I mean, even really before I got big into deer hunting, which I'm probably kind of getting out of deer hunting as focusing on it like I did. Um, it was the ability to not have to worry about whether I had a license or not. One license, hundred and how much is it? One sixty some three, I think. Covers everything. Now, you know, one of the other things that came out, we had a meeting talking about funding at TWRA, and one of the things that I often hear is the Tennessee license is so much more expensive. That's not true. Um, we looked at. There are some incidents. It is more expensive. And a lot of that has to do with the funding model that we have in Tennessee. But when you look at the states that surround us, it is really not significantly more expensive. Most of them are in the 140 range, stars 163. Mm-hmm. And most of them are getting funding from their state tax dollars, uh, you know, which we don't get because we don't have a state income tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I was surprised. That's all I've heard was how much um, uh, more expensive ours is. And it is, in when you get into lifetime licenses, absolutely is more expensive. But when you look at um, regular license, it's really not. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you break it down, it's if I did my math correctly, it's 44 cents a day. Okay, now that's the whole Ben Franklin calculate to the... To An- the, nth degree. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I I, I like it. Me personally. Um, again, it's the not worry factor. I know I, I I've gone fishing before on the Teleco and had to buy that daily permit. And when you head up there at Odark 30, there are not a lot of places to be able. And this was pre uh, internet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of places to buy a permit that early in the morning. It's Fourteen dollars a month. Okay, that's still not bad. No, I agree. I agree. And I mean, um, but I mean, and again, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I, I hope you feel like you get the value for that. Um, but I was, I was surprised when I saw the other, um, the other states and what they actually cost. Now I hold. Currently, I hold three other states' licenses. Mm-hmm. And I go ahead, and in the event I actually go back, if I go to a state, I normally buy a, if if it's a state I frequent, i.e. Arkansas or Georgia 
or Alabama, I'll go ahead and buy the year license. I know it goes to a good cause, and, and I got no problem with that. But I'll go ahead and buy the year fishing license. And normally, out-of-state fishing licenses are, in Arkansas, I think it's I think it's 40 bucks a year with trout stamp. And if I go there, you know, three times I've made my money back. If not, you know, I've made a donation to the fisheries of Arkansas, and that's cool with me. But I'll go ahead and keep several licenses every year. And one thing you can talk about in the recruiting and retention, Georgia, I don't know if this lady was a part of this, the lady you just hired, but every few months, but right before my license would expire, because those states do date of purchase. If I buy it on the 21st of October, it goes to 21st of October. About a month before that, I'd keep getting these emails saying, hey, don't forget, your license is about to expire. Do you want to go ahead and renew? And I thought that was a very good marketing tool. Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. But I thought that was a really good idea to send a little you know, email saying, hey, we're thinking about you. You want to buy another license and come fish in the great state of wherever? Just a thought. Speaking of that, we discussed Tennessee's Everything expires on the 28th of February versus state of Georgia one year from the time you purchase. Mm -hmm. And in talking to the different agencies, there is a a couple of school of thoughts. And basically, several of the states had switched to a year, which they hadn't. Uh, And several states wish they could switch back. Other states are very happy with it. So it was it was a mixed bag. It was not like it was not clear cut. It was a mixed bag, and a lot of it has to do with the funding because all these organiz all these states get so much money from uh, the the Pittman tax, Pittman Robertson tax, and the um, um, other funding sources they have. All of those things it gets very complicated, and and so there was no clear cut, which is better. Well. I get, it is better for you if it's January and you need a license. Um, if one of the commissioners said, yeah, I just tell them they should have bought it a year ago. Yeah. There you go. And, I mean, at least Tennessee knows when their major fund. I mean, you, you kind of know the majority of your licenses are purchased here, so you know basically what your budget is. Now, there's going to be an increase in budget from people buying it later, but you know what your base budget is. And I think, personally, that's a good idea. You know how much you're working with. Yep. All right. Sounds like we've got to take another break. 423-267-1023, to be part of the show. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 
472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at 80sfertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping up this first hour. Anything on the calendar? Uh, yeah, we've got the Fly Fishing Film Tour coming up this Friday. We're going to be talking about that in the next hour extensively. Yep. Uh, muzzle season opens. Uh, muzzle season. Muzzle. Dead gummit. Muzzle loader this whole, season. This whole year has been muzzle season. Muzzle loader season. I swear I'm going to get that right before. I'll get it right after the season closes. You know that. I understand. It's going to open up a third. Gun season opens up on the 17th, and Sandhill Crane opens up December 1st. Oh, you threw the Sandhill Crane in Just there. Just throwing that out there for you there, buddy. That's the kind of love I've got for you. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. God. want to give a shout-out to our good friend Ranger Dodd uh, with the uh, Enterprise South Rangers who loves hearing the Harvest Report. So, Ranger Dodd, this one's for you. Did, did, you, did, you, did you do this last week? I did. And I, I even gave his local, <laughs> his very local Harvest Report of eight bucks and eight does taken at Enterprise South. Good for you. All right. This week, uh, statewide, there were 11,035 deer taken. As opposed to last year this time, there were 11,842. We're off by 807. Hamilton County this week, 258 deer taken. Bledsoe, 71. Bradley. Or 10 ahead of last year. Yes. Sweet. Bradley, 70. Uh, I'm sorry. Bradley, 103. Uh, Grundy, 68. Marion, 203. McMinn, 159. Meggs, 144. Monroe, 99. Polk, 16. Ray, 148. And Sequatchie at 58. So I'm assuming, with the exception of Grundy, those are my counties. Those are your counties, sir. That's why I include them, and they are our listening area. Thank you. Mostly, you get into Polk County, and you kind of lose us. You got my bear stuff? I've got some bear stuff, but the top five counties in the state of Tennessee for deer, Montgomery, Sullivan, Sumner, Stewart. We were number four last week. We have dropped to number five, but we are still in the top five in Hamilton County, Tennessee. I find it very interesting that we stay in the top five through archery season, mm-hmm. and then it goes away. Yep. I, I guess that's because you can jump out there with a muzzle loader and 
when you get into the farm country. And blast them at 100 and 200 yards. Yeah. Uh, Bear, Monroe County has taken 37. Uh, this week, Polk, 19. Or, I'm sorry, for the season, Monroe, 37. Polk, 19. Statewide, there have been 355 black bears taken. We've killed 355 black bears? This year. And only 37. Where are the rest of them at? Uh, Upper East, Washington, uh, all those Upper East counties that aren't part of your district. I didn't list those. Uh, As in up in uh, near New Johnsonville, the Tri-Cities area? Yes, where I was up fishing and saw lots of bears. Uh, Commissioner Baker's area up there. I believe He, so. he was big into um, pushing bear stuff. Well, I can understand why. His, 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 his constituents. Thank you. Our probably big bear owners. I can't say muddle up, mud, dead. <laughs> you can't say what? Muzzle loader. I, Muzzle loader? It's too early. Smoke pole? I'm going to go with black powder and just skip the whole thing. Muzzle loader. Constituents. Constituents. Muzzle loader. Muzzle loader. And you're, you're the, um, you're the. Grammar Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. No, I'm yes. a grammar Nazi. I'll be a, uh, that's, that's funny. It's too early in the morning. Yes, sir. Cool. We got Brian coming in. I see him in the green room waiting. Hopefully he will get uh, a little bit of coffee and be all pumped up. Is it green? No, he's in the green room. He, I, I don't know if green. he drinks that coffee. He might turn green. I'm not sure because I'm drinking it. And, wow. It's not helping you. No, not at all. Especially, all right. Especially with the muzzle. Or, hey, I got a real quick question. Uh, I know we only have a few seconds here, but. Why does Sportsman's need to offer this price guarantee? Their price is already better than anybody else's. I know. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine. I don't know that they'll be using it much, but they don't need to. No. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'll be right back. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. I'm just watching uh, Facebook Live, which seems to be about three minutes behind today for some reason. Hmm. Normally, it's only like seven or eight seconds. I'm going to blame it on the cold weather. Maybe maybe the Internet's flowing Is that slow. what it is? Yeah, you know, like... Uh, uh, what is it? A maple syrup when it gets real cold. I mean, we just went back live, and this is thirty seconds after I walked back into the studio. Okay, I'm going to wave at the camera right now. All right, so we're, yeah. we're starting the we're starting the clock. All right, there we go. So we'll see when it actually shows up oh, on Facebook Live. I just drank some coffee. That was a long time ago. I know it. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, it was, it's 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 blowing my mind because normally it's only a few seconds. Hey, I want to do a shout out to um, the uh, the bass. B-A-S-S, Nation High School and Junior S- State Open is today. There's 180 boats. Get this. Wow. 180 uh, boats on the water at Del Hollow. Goodness gracious. That's a lot of boats and a lot of fishermen. A lot of You ain't kidding. That's a lot of people. Jake Davis, who is the regional um, director of uh, the, the Bass Nation High School Circuit, uh, sh- shot us that on uh, Facebook. So hello to all you guys. Be safe on the water, and uh, that's that's pretty cool. That Think is. about that. 180 teams on the water today. 
Well, good luck to all those young people. Hope they have a great time. Have your fish still hollow? Uh, once. Not one of my favorite places, but... You would think, as a commissioner, I could get a like a good invite or something by my fellow commissioner who is over that area. You would think. You would think. You know somebody. I do know somebody. You know somebody. a guy. I do know a guy. <laughs> you would think I would get a invite to go fish Del Hollow. But no. no. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. <sighs> you brought somebody in. I did. You went to the streets and recruited somebody. <laughs> yeah, there was this homeless guy, this homeless bearded guy out there. You know, it's, he was holding up a sign. It says, you know, we'll, 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 we'll tie flies for food. And I thought, you know, we'll <laughs> just bring him in and talk to him, you know. See what he has Obviously to say. Obviously, he's a fisherman. Uh, yeah, I would say so. he's got the epic fly fishing beard too. Which <laughs> I, I wasn't just, wasn't he the guy that came in here that time with somebody else and they had these massive uh, yeah it was, yeah it was Chris, Chris. Beards. yeah it was Chris yeah they had these really epic fly fishing beards that you it know. was a, it was twice as cold that time last year yeah <laughs> <laughs> see Watch. I'm gonna grow one of those this year you you're not you're not man enough to grow one of those well I'm gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> Probably look like something I, like I got mange or something, but I'll give it a shot. What the heck? Um, coming into the studio right now is Brian Pendergrass, and he is with uh, Trout Unlimited and the kind of the driving force behind the Fly Fishing Film Tour. So appreciate you coming in today, man. Oh, thank you. So wait a minute, he is he's the dude, right? He is the man. I have a question for the man. How is it? <laughs> Here we go. That I'm 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 an MC. You're going under the bus. <laughs> How is it I'm an MC? I have to take a gear off because I had my knees ripped out of my body and replaced with titanium. Okay, and I think did I did I, I did I even come to that year? Even mm-hmm. you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so I I, I I go through all this pain and suffering so I can climb the steps to get back up on stage, and I've never been asked back again. <laughs> However, comma, my co-host. Right there, has been the MC ever since. Did I do that bad of a job, or did he do that good? That's all I want to know. He's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right, we just waved. Uh, wow. Wow. Three minutes and twenty-eight seconds. That's a delay. Facebook is three minutes and twenty-eight seconds delayed today. That's a. Heck, there you go. That's a heck of a delay. So anyway, so I, I, I it's bothered me ever since. <laughs> you did get a hat, right? <laughs> Will tie flies for food? Got a free hat. All right. Hey, put that in the win column. Yes, I did get a hat. I did get a hat. Uh, but still, I got kicked off the stage, man. I got upstaged by Rob. It's mm, rough. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, all fairness. That's all right. That means I get to kick back and, and, and have an uh, adult beverage. And, that's right. And enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. And make fun of me and heckle. I do. <laughs> Which happens frequently. But uh, the Fly Fish and Philip George is coming up this Friday. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to it. Always a great show. Uh, watch the uh, promo films. The, Stoke Reel. The Stoke, Stoke Reel. <laughs> Come on, Rob. Even I know it's a Stoke Reel. I'm and I'm not hype. the MC. It's, that's a young person term. Yeah. Okay. I'm not the MC, and I know it's a Stoke Reel. And I'm not the youngest person in the room. No, I'm the oldest person in the room. Yes, you are. I will give you that. Good job. Um, the Stoke Reel is cool. It is. It is. I, I better take over for Rob. The Stoke Reel is really cool. He's going to take over my MC if I'm not careful. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to shut up here in a minute. In all seriousness, 
the first year I came, I literally said, why am I going to this? I had not watched the Stoke Reel, and I just showed up blind, and I was blown away. The, the, the fishing is cool. The quality of the film is phenomenal. The production quality is amazing. It is, it, and I almost hate to use this just because of the, the, uh, the term, but the, the, it was Hollywood quality production. It's, and, I, and I don't want to insult the people in, that did the fly fishing stuff uh, by saying that. It was, it was amazing. Uh, and, and if you ever have any desire to either watch really great films, and they're shorts, they're 10 minutes or less, I would say, for the most part, maybe 15. Uh, but if you ever want to see, if you care anything about the outdoors, not just fishing, even though it's fishing related, care anything about the outdoors, you gotta you got to invest and go see this. It's the best, most awe-inspiring evening you can spend inside, in my opinion. And that's just, that's unsolicited, that, and that's coming from a guy that would not be, I, I'm a lot more of a fisherman than Rob Let's Own. <laughs> but, I mean, it truly was amazing to watch these films, period. And I can't, I can't wait to see them this year. I'll shut up now. It's up to you. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you for that, Tony. It is it is an awesome evening. And did you? We didn't mention all the giveaways, all the fun prizes. No, not yet. We haven't even <laughs> gotten to that. We don't go to that because I had I got outbid while I was on the stage the first year and uh, in the silent auction, and I haven't ever forgiven Carter for that since. That's true. There's still a running grudge at this point. <laughs> but uh, I watched a couple of the films. Uh, there's one called Chandelier. It's in a, a remote uh, river in Alaska, and it is veterans taking inner-city troubled youth out for a float trip that's a hundred or so miles, and these kids and these veterans all bond together over fly fishing. Cool. Uh, Beyond the Horizon, uh, Bonefish, Tarpon, Permit, Landsick was about a, and I think this is what we were talking about a little bit off the air, this gentleman um, was a punk rocker and has now gotten his guide license and gone into acoustic, and he's kind of transformed himself into an outdoor music activist. He was a punk rocker? Punk rock. I mean, like, hardcore, thrash, metal, speed metal, stuff like that. Um, uh, the other ones are Atlanticus, uh, which refers to Atlanticus megalopus, which is the tarpon. And there, there were a few tarpon in there that had mouths bigger than a five-gallon bucket. Uh, Atlantic Is that the one you were talking about that left a hole in the water? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one was African tigerfish. Think of a striper with um, basically vampire tiger. teeth. Yeah, tiger teeth. It's incredible. Yeah. 100 Miles is uh, a, about two guys who decided to fly in, put in a raft, and go 100 miles and the adventures that occur there. Uh, my mom, Vala, is about fishing in Greenland. It's about a mother and daughter uh, combination that they go out and fish Greenland, and that looked like a really, really interesting that's film. That's like a huge rod they got. That's a spay rod. Yeah, that's a okay. probably a 14, 13, 14-foot 14 rod. Okay. And the one I'm really stoked about seeing is Dubai on the fly. Uh, this gentleman is fishing literally downtown. I thought that was Dubalon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it would be if you 
push the, the first two words. The, the space got, from my angle, the space got lost in the, uh, in the uh, whatever he's standing on the in front of the boat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Dubai on the fly. I'm really interested in seeing that one because he is literally in the shadow of these monster skyscrapers in Dubai. That is the famous one they built that um, there. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's... Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's. It may be the tallest building in Dubai, mm-hmm. right on the water. So it looks it's, like a like a sailboat kind of thing. Yeah, it, but it's really kind of cool. It? But anyway, there's several others. Uh, Hank Patterson, one of my favorite uh, people, makes a appearance. Hank Patterson, your outdoor guide who gives great advice, like don't drink out of geysers. Uh, he's got a film. So uh, there's several other films that'll be in there, but these are some of the trailers. So tell everybody how they can get tickets. Uh, you can get tickets at the website, which is uh, flyfilmtour.com, and at the door. It's not a problem. We'll take credit cards, cash, whatever you got. Where's it going to be this year? The Camp House. Same place as last year. All, all new films, diff, you know, totally different films than before. What are the prices on the on the General admission package? is 20 We have a VIP for $50, which gets you in early, early seating. And you get a drink ticket, hat, whatever, you, you know, little bonus, whatever you need. Okay. And you mentioned swag. We've got swag. What do we have? We have a rod. Oh. A reel from our friends in Montana, Alpen Reel Company, uh, Costa Sunglasses, Sims Pro Guide Nippers. Uh, what else? We have so much stuff. Stuff from Budweiser locally, stuff from Oscar Blues Brewery in North Carolina. Um there's lots and lots. It's still coming in. I'm seeing a beer pattern going here. There's lots of beer. <laughs> beer and fishing go together, don't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I somehow know a lot of people in the beer industry. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> Big supporter. All right. Fair enough. So that's coming up this Friday. And, uh, again, what time does it start? We will do early seating around 6.30, start around 7. You know, no major rush. Just we'll get it going when everybody gets there. Awesome. Sounds like the beer's already kicked yep, in. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and they're all adult beverages. Just show up, man. Just come on, man. Come on, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got an f- epic beard. Come on in, man. VIP. <laughs> beard discount. Beard discount, yeah. <laughs> so that's coming up this Friday. Uh, you can get the tickets at flyfilmtour.com. And uh, in the you said were, how much was general mission? Twenty dollars, and it, and you know it's a donation towards Trout Unlimited. So the the, the proceeds go to Trout Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Our Brook Trout Restoration Project, local area river cleanups. Then then people just need to go and pony up the fifty bucks. Right. Come on in. Right. All right. All right. Let's go pay a bill. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Brian and uh, about the fly fishing film tour. You do not want to miss this, guys. I'm telling you, it's a great evening. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. 
423-280-3677. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Here. Leaves are turning. There's Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I just posted on my website and Tony Sanders Outdoors, I'm sorry, Facebook page and Tony Sanders Outdoors Facebook page. The Stoke Grill and place to get tickets. Check it out. It's uh, it's it, it will be way cool. You don't want to you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great show. I can tell you that every 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 one I've enjoyed at least one film. There's a couple of films. It's like, uh, I mean, even if I if, if I wasn't into whatever it was, the cinematography was just just amazing. And I mean, there's some that yeah, I know I'm probably statistically I'm never going to go to Kamchatka. Probably not. But it's fun to see it, you know. But maybe Dubai. Again, seriously, I (laughs) doubt if I will ever go to Dubai, but it would be fun to see somebody fishing there, you know. If I had known that you could catch that kind of fish in Dubai, I would have stayed over a day while I was on my way to India. I was thinking about that uh, when I saw that Stoker. I was like, who do I know? Tony called me from Dubai. And I was like, he called me from Dubai. He could have been fishing. And I saw that. And, you know, maybe maybe you can get a stopover in Outer Mongolia and fish for Tamian or... You know... It's pretty bad when I'm the, the, the social media guy here. <laughs> you guys are talking about this and that. And I get it posted during the commercial break on my uh, mine and my show. I'm going to share that Facebook link. Page. Now we can just share the link. Now all the work is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done the work. Now you just got back from fishing out west. Where were you? Oh, yeah. So we fly into Jackson Hole, go see the Grand Tetons, cross the pass over into uh, Victor, Idaho, where my friend lives, shoot some ducks work our way up to the Henry's Fork, and end up in Montana, fish the Madison. It was, nice. it was incredible. Nice. So how to keep this conversation going a bit and keep uh, our good hunting buddies, because it is hunting season, What kind? Of, how was the duck hunting and who, what, where, when? We saw a lot of ducks in Idaho. Uh, we had a terrible decoy spread because there were five of us and half the guys won't, won't listen on how to do it. 
So we shot mallards mostly, but um, it, we saw a lot of ducks, and they would not commit to landing. And there's two of us that really know how to duck hunt, and the other guys fish. So, <laughs> but we did shoot some grouse also. That was a lot of fun. So the fishermen would not listen to the duck hunters, right? That's pretty sad. I'm sorry. Listen to the experts. I know nothing about duck hunting. If somebody says, put that decoy over there, you know what? I'm going to put that decoy over there because they probably know where that decoy needs to go because I got no clue. Because me being the OCD person that I am, I would line them up all nice and neat in nice even rows and make sure they're all straight and facing the same way. So we got like, you know, a nice, you know make a design or something like land uh, you can tell he's never been out there right. where he's like mm-hmm. over there okay there you go mm-hmm. i would spell out land here with the decoys oh, that's right <laughs> bunch all the uh females together yeah make it look like a party yeah have a have a little hen house going or something uh-huh. over there. have a little convention of ducks so the duck hunting was good you said grouse then uh in near ashton idaho we stayed at a ranch and there were grouse on the property i think these are Ruffed grouse in the woods. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Because we were going to go sharp tail grouse hunting, and we didn't run out of time. Um, but there was uh, grizzly and black bear scat everywhere. We luckily didn't see one. Okay. Were you prepared for one? I had bear spray with me in my fishing vest, my hunting vest, everywhere I went. <laughs> well, when at least when you were hunting, you also had a backup. You had a. You know, bear spray is kind of seasoning. Yeah, it's like Cajun flavor. To 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 grizzlies, <laughs> mm, good. Yeah, yeah. Assuming they like spicy, some you know some bears may say, mm, "I'm not going to eat that." No, and and all I had was a shotgun. I don't. That just makes them mad. I think. Mm, hmm. Depending on the load. Next time you go, let me know. I might have a firearm you can take with you to <laughs> to protect you. Might. Yeah, might. I'm thinking that new uh, titanium Smith 44 Magnum would have been perfect. Yeah, I think that would have been perfect. That would have been definitely good to carry on, though. It's lightweight. Ooh, titanium, wow. Yeah, it's lightweight and, and carries a punch. It, it will it will pop them in the nose and tell them to back down. Sounds all right. Yeah. So how was the fishing? And you said you did it on the Madison and a couple other places. So how the, was it? The, spent most of our time on the Madison in Montana. Um, it was unusually warm, sunny, clear, which, you know, the fish were a little spooky, but overall very good fishing and very good streamer fishing, nymphing, and then uh, the Henry's Fork was it was good too. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great trip. It was the one crazy week where it was warm and it was cold before and cold after. Hmm. So you you kind of lucked out. A we bit. really lucked out. Unusual. So well, a friend of mine was uh, hunting in Wyoming, which you know longitudinally or yeah or latitudinally. Which one is it? Next door. It was close. Idaho, it was close. Um, they were getting snow the whole time. They were out there. They were out oh. there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had snow the week before we, we went, and then it was sunny. Interesting. That makes a hearty people when, you know, it depends on the week, whether you've got 70-degree temperatures or snow. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a big, big temperature swing right yeah. there. It's a tough winter out there. I'm sure it is. So what were the fish, uh, besides the end of your fly and the fly I was throwing, what were the fish hitting? Give us a fishing report from the Madison. What what was working, what wasn't? You know, I tried several different streamers, uh, and a big olive with rubbery uh, legs seemed to be the best. Um, there was a certain uh, beadhead little nymph, if you're nymphing, that I did not have. My friends did, and they caught more than me. Um, it was like... They wouldn't share? 
Well, I think everybody had like one or two, so it was tough. You know, they weren't going to share. Yeah, and the fly shop was really far away, but um, it was kind of a purpley thing with soft tackle. I don't know, small. Okay, purple soft tackle. That's unique. I yeah, guess. yeah, unique. It's probably local thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, sounds like you had a great trip. Oh, it was a great trip. Ready to go back. Already? Oh yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is you wouldn't mind living in that area. Yeah, I don't, I've thought about it. I don't know what I'd do for work. Um, and the cold winters, they last a long time. So I do like I like it here where we live. Well, yeah, we've got pretty much year-round fishing. Don't have right. to break ice or wait till right. snow out. A lot less grizzly bears. Eh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I've heard from people that I've talked to guys who've been to Alaska, and they say the grizzlies are more predictable than the black bears. Interesting. Um, you know, grizzlies... They, you know, they come in, they either come in and leave or they come in and, you know. Don't leave. Don't leave. Yeah, hmm. that's it's it's one of two things. Now, the black bears, they say, you know, they're a lot less predictable. Hmm. So, I don't know if that's true or not, but. I've always heard the black bears are a lot more, have a lot more of an ugly disposition. The, uh, the but the grizzly kill you just as dead. Mm-hmm. But the black bears will. Matter of fact, it's kind of interesting you said that. Um, one of the commissioners yesterday donated a black bear to a museum or something there in, in Nashville. And they brought it with him. And it wasn't a big one. And uh, But he was somewhere hunting. Uh, and this black bear came out and um, just got all been out of shape. And it was snorting and blowing, and 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 then he laid his ears back, and and <laughs> and the guide looked at him and said, "James, you got to shoot that son of a gun now." And he shot it with a three hundred Win Mag four times uh, while it was charging him, wow. because right right after she said you got to shoot it, he uh, he did the thing where they they stomped their feet or. You know, yeah, slap the ground, raise up and come down. Yeah, yeah. he did that and, and laid those ears back and and started, and uh, kind of goes with you know my guide out in Colorado told me, I asked him when do I shoot a, a bear? They said when you can see it. Hmm. He said if you wait till, if you try to get your gun out of your holster, um, once they start charging you, you're toasted. Because hmm. they can cover like they're, thirty feet. They're in like so fast. A second. So, so, yeah. uh, but that and that was exactly the bear that he gave him was one that he killed that had charged him at, for no reason. They weren't hunting bear or anything else. He just this bear decided to charge him because he was not happy. Well, at least he had a large caliber weapon. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, if he'd been up, you know, grouse hunting with, you know, number eight bird shot, bird that, shot. that would have been that would have been a definite bad thing. Oh, absolutely. So, you got it. You got to be prepared for the critters you will run into. Especially out west, where the critters are big <laughs> and hungry. Uh-huh. Did you see? Did you see? Uh, you saw bear scat. Did you see any bear at all? No. They uh, the ranch we were at. They saw uh, a grizzly the week before. So, but we never saw one. They were they were there. I mean, stuff was oh, yeah. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're always there, but. And we saw some uh, pronghorn in Grand Teton National Park. That was cool. Speed goats. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. I love that term. Yeah, I mean, accurate. 
you know, it's like what I call the, what are they, the, the, the white mountain goats, not, not the rams, but the white mountain goats. I was, I was looking at them and they got that kind of beard thing. I'm like, it's a wizard goat. <laughs> Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging out with a couple guys this morning, talking fishing. I like it. I like talking fishing. I know you do. Yeah, you asked me if I was, I, I took my fly rod. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I made the executive decision on Saturday I was going to fish with whatever tackle the guides took because I thought that makes sense. I'm paying somebody to take me fishing, use what they said. I saw a really cool T-shirt that I want to get. It says, "If at first you don't succeed, do what your guide told you to do the first time." You know, I told my guide about the other one too, uh, Captain Jimbo. Mm-hmm. I told him about the uh, the shirt that said "Guide, not God." Yeah, yeah. I t- he liked that. He said he needed to get that one. Um, and he he had actually had seen, or he he was talking about the one that you just said. You mm-hmm. know, when all else fails, do what your guide told you to do the first time. Um, so anyway, I decided I was going to go out the first day. I was going to take conventional tackle, whatever they had, and mm-hmm. I was going to fish. And we slayed them. And then I and I talked to the my guide the night before when they assigned the guides. I was going to take my fly rod. I took my my ten weight down there, which would have been too much. I'm glad it I'm glad it worked out. It would have been way too much rod. I didn't need that much rod. The fish weren't that big. Okay. Um, I would have been better off with a five or six weight. But anyway. Got up and there were twenty five and thirty knot winds and I just didn't want to try to. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that good, and uh, and unfortunately, well, I don't know that anybody in this studio is that good at twenty five well, and thirty mile an hour winds. Okay, so whatever the case is, uh, if if the yeah, I just I didn't I didn't know, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't I did not fly fish. Well. I, <clears throat> And one, when in one, Rome, I mean, you know, and, and weather conditions, 
do dictate it. I mean, there's been times when I've carried a spinning rod and a fly rod, and, you know, the spinning rod was the way to go because of the given conditions. Either I was having to fish deep or, or windage because, you know, fly casting is all about getting the line out there, and if there's – you were saying you were having to make major adjustments on your windage to get the – the shrimp or the grub to land where you needed just multiply that times a factor of 10 and then you know hopefully the fly line doesn't wrap around somebody in the boat as you're giving a forward cast in 20 mile an hour winds so it was um it would have been a challenge i was just i was just hoping you would get to because i'd like to see if some of the flies i tied would have actually worked down there yeah yeah there's always next time to try later yeah all right, tell everybody again, Brian, about the Fly Fishing Film Tour. So this is this Friday, November 2nd, Camp House, downtown Chattanooga, uh, 7 o'clock show. We are having the Fly Fishing Film Tour. It's wrapping up for the year. This is a global film tour. They show it in several different countries, and we are lucky to have Chattanooga as one of the major stops this year. It's a great event. Shouldn't miss it. Not just for fishermen. Lots of giveaways. Lots of fun rod available you can win a rod a reel all kind of neat stuff what am i going to win depends on the uh, raffle tickets you get okay well, <laughs> it, that, that, and we'll have silent auctions too you can bet on stuff okay and it's at 149 east martin luther king boulevard yes vip st- tickets are 50 bucks and starts at 6 30 and general admission is 20 bucks you can get your tickets at the door or at flyfilmtour.com either place you can get tickets either one either one's good I'm really excited about this because there's a few guys that I only see like once a year. Sure. And it's at the Fly Fishing yeah, Film Tour. you get to see all your friends, all your fishing buddies. Yeah, that I don't normally get to see and don't invite me fishing. <laughs> That's hint, right. hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more. <laughs> yeah, you get to get, show up and compare stories. Oh, fair enough. Um I, I take it he's not going to invite you to go fishing is what I heard out of that. Yeah, that's what I heard out of that, too. So, fine, see if you come back. Well, you know, I have a new baby, like, every year, so it's really, I know. really tough. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> what are we up to now? Four? We have, we have three. And three. Three and we're done, but one's still a baby, so it's, yeah, the fishing's been tough. Obviously not. You went out to, <laughs> you went out, just left the house and left your wife at home with three kids. Yeah, she was super happy about that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're you're not going fishing the rest of it. Not for a while. Yeah. Okay, no. I see how this works. You didn't you didn't get enough credit built up. <laughs> you got to earn. So the, how long were you going? Credit. I was going for a week. I, I've cashed in my my hunting and fishing for a little bit. I guess so. Yeah. You can you can still get away locally, right? For yeah, sure. Half sure. a day here yeah. there. Sure. So Rob has gotten really big into this Tenkara rod. Do you have one? I do have one. I almost took it with me, but mine is uh, not a good one, and it's it wasn't small enough really to carry in a you know a day pack or whatever. Uh, I was I should have brought it so I could try it, but uh, you know it's not not really my thing. But it's it's a neat something different to try. Yeah, he's been enjoying it, uh, and I've been hearing about it. What? Yeah, you caught, catch any big fish on that thing? Uh, ended up catching a two-pound bass by accident. Was not bass fishing, but Mr. Bass decided to play along. Wow. I was brim fishing and having a ball catching long ears and uh, bluegill and some, uh, you know, some of the other sunfish and just had a ball catching them. Was, you know, catch them left, right, and sideways. Put a little soft tackle down there, and all of a sudden I saw this, you know, swirl, and all this, that tin car rod just went almost in half, and this bass starts tail walking. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Note to self. Bass will eat brim bugs, but again, 
locally where you're fishing, you've always got a chance because, you know, where Mr. Brim lives, Mr. Bass mm -hmm. also lives. And uh, I know, you know, uh, Brian Batka, he blew up mm -hmm. a ten-car rod on a 20-inch wow. smallmouth that came up and hit him. But that was fun. Oh, it, it shattered the rod. But he was most upset about uh, losing a fly. A fly. Again. <laughs> yeah. I gave, him a, I gave him a specific fly that was a certain color. He says, dude, I lost your fly. Oh, oh no, I'll tell you some more. Blew up my rod, but I'm more upset about the fly. You blew up a rod, man. I, I can tie another fly. Not a big deal. But, yeah, he blew it up on a 20-inch smallmouth, so not particularly suited for that size of fish. Mm -hmm. So what weight uh, sticks did you bring out there? So I use a six weight, which is the new five weight. It's an all <laughs> it's an all around. You can throw dries and streamers. I probably could have used an eight for some of the streamers, but I, I only took uh, my main rod and then a, a little travel four four weight backup in case something happened. But I just I use a six pretty much all around that area. So why is the six the new five? It's just a little stronger, a little more oomph. And they, they you know they say there are more five weight fly rods in existence than all the others combined. It's the popular size for whatever reason. So, you know, you go up one and you get a little more power. Because I have both. My frequent flyer is a five, mm -hmm. and my um, whichever one I bought from you is a six. TFO. TFO is yeah, a the, six. So. I, I took a frequent flyer four weight as my okay. backup. Okay. So. A TFO is a cannon, though. You can throw Yeah, you can throw some line with that thing. It's that real stiff TFO. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm just saying. So I would have been better off with a six weight out there. And I should have probably taken a six to Louisiana based on the size of the fish. Well I was overgunned. What kind of fish were you after? Redfish. Ooh. But they were they weren't big. They were they were we had none blow out the top of the slot. Which, so now I had one, the one twenty five, twenty six incher. That would have been a challenge. Hmm. On a on a on a fly rod, well, no doubt. So I'm kind of glad I'm kind of glad you didn't use it, and we we've got the picture to prove you can catch fish too. So. But most of the fish, it would have been okay. On. Okay. So all right, we'll be right back. Final break. Tony Sanders outdoors. It sits above the mantle on a cup. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means: grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping crew, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 
and check them out at BeattysFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, wrapping it up this Saturday morning. Appreciate you coming in this morning and talking about the fly fishing film tour. Thank you. And uh, look forward to it. Uh, Again, that's November 2nd, which is this coming Friday night, at the Camp House, which is at 149 East Martin Luther King Boulevard. Uh, it's in the it's in the Volunteer Building, uh, on the opposite end of what is that George Avenue. So I always tell everybody, somebody says, "Where do you park?" Well, if you go to where the yesterdays was for those old people, and go to the other end of the parking area. Um, there's a big Republic parking lot there, and you, or you can park there on the street. Walk around the building on that end, and you're you're standing in the campus. Can't miss it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to find. Great great venue for this mm-hmm. event. Um, so check it out. And that's all starting at 6 p.m. ish is when the doors open, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for VIP for VIP 6:30 for everybody else. Is that right? Well, show starting at seven. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So check it out. Come by and see it. Be a lot of fun. A lot of great raffle items and silent auctions. They have a decent MC. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. Not as good as it used to be, but it's decent. (laughs) No, it'd be good. Just throwing that out there. It'd be good. It'd be good. You do a good job. Did I not tell you that? Yes, you did. The first year I came back after my surgery. You did. And and I didn't get back on the stage for whatever reason, And uh, but you did a great job with it. No, thank you. It's, It's your people, man. My bearded people. Your bearded people. <laughs> we accept you as one of us. Yeah, even though I'm less fuzzy. <laughs> so that's coming up. What else we got? Um, muscle leader. Muscle, muscle leader. Ha ha! I knew it! Yes! <laughs> yes! You son of a gun. You, you, you've jinxed me. <laughs> yes. Muzzle, muzzle loader season, season opens the third. The next day. <laughs> it's a running joke, folks. You'll catch on sooner or later. I can't yeah. pronounce it. Muzzle loader season opens on November 3rd, which is Sunday. Uh, gun season opens on the 17th of November. And, and I'll, 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 I'll shoot you if you say it. And that's pretty much it for your big game hunting <laughs> right there. So, <laughs> Sandy Hill Crane does open up, and I won't be hunting them this year, but that's okay. Actually talking to somebody about going to Texas to hunt them since I can't hunt them in Tennessee. You going to go see my peeps? I'm going to go see cranes. I don't, oh, okay. I don't care if I see your peeps or not. I may be able to get you a place to stay with one of my aunts or uncles. Um, I'm, on, I'm working on getting a, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Keith Watson, and uh, Tom Gavin just got mm-hmm. back from a three-week whirlwind hunting tour of Wyoming. and um, Froze their keisters off. They got, um, I don't know how many antelopes they got, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. They got uh, a cow elk. And a white-tailed deer. Over 400 pounds of meat came back with them. Wow. So. That's definitely great. It's a heck of a trip. No doubt. So uh, we, I'm, I'd like to get him on here to talk about it because I think it'd be kind of cool. I think so, too. I think that'd be really great to hear about a uh, hunting adventure out west. I love hearing about all adventures, but, you know, I don't know. There's something to, still to me, and I know you're the same, but there's something about going out west, you know, the romance of it, I guess you might say. So anyway, we're gonna we're going to uh, we're gonna work on that. I think it'll be fun. 
Oh, cool. All right. What else? Uh, That's it. Oh, we got we got eighteen pages of show prep which we haven't touched. Um, we didn't do any of it, did we? We did Louisiana Red Fishing Report by Tony Sanders. That's the only thing on here that we covered. Oh, we did the Harvest Report. And the Harvest Report, yes. Okay, that's two. We, d- we didn't do the Idiots Outside. We didn't nope. do the we've Wild got, Outdoors. We've got dirty hippie news that we can say. We're Eating gonna... squirrel <laughs> brains may have killed a man. Yeah, we'll do that next week. <laughs> Definitely. All right. If you uh, haven't had enough of being outside with Tony Sanders Outsword, I can't even talk now. Tony Center's Outdoors. Get outside with Cindy. She's coming up next. We'll be right back next year. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.